Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors started Sunday off with a great Great win over the Indiana Pacers by score of 107 to 102. Um, you know, this is one of those games where afterwards your like heart is racing a little bit. You're real pumped up. You're real amped for a Sunday for no reason at whatsoever uh, because of the way the Raptors played. The the best compliment I can give this team is that they looked like last year's team. And of course, you would say yes, they have many of the same players. What the hell does that even mean? No, no, no. Last year's team had a specific identity where they fought, they guarded, they shut down the other team's best players. And even when they were shorthanded on the road, circumstances not in their favor, no excuses. They go out and get the win. That's what the Raptors did tonight. Well, this is a 2019-2020 never underestimate the heart of a champion type of win by the Raptors. And I say that because, first off, no Kyle Lowry. He was out with uh, the toe issue that kept him out against uh, Miami. This being an early start, not a lot of you know downtime in between, only a day off. This is a 1 p.m. start. Uh, a little tough for Kyle to get ready for it. He wasn't there. Pascal apparently had some left knee swelling. That's concerning. Uh, hopefully he's okay there, but um, he didn't play. So you're thinking, all right, first off, those are your two all-stars. What are you going to do? First off, what are you going to do in the starting five? Well, you all know, you always know that if one of the guards go down, Norm's going to be there. And so Norm was uh, the starting two guard tonight, along with Fred in the backcourt. That you would have figured. Who are you going to bring up to the starting five to fill in for Pascal? Obviously, there's no other scoring forward on this team. Well, first off, that's not true. OG's the other scoring forward on this team, but we'll get to that in a second. But Nick decides to go with Stanley Johnson in the starting five. And you might say, well, Stanley, he played 31 minutes, only had three points, one of six with three turnovers, you know, whatever. No, no, Stanley had a great game. Stanley Johnson is in that Marc Gasol territory of if he has three points, he can still have a nice game. And that's that's what Mark did all of last year. Uh, and Stanley's really stepped into that role. But um, what I liked from it, first off, was A, you need size in your front court, right? And Stanley is the biggest reserve forward you have. And without Pascal there, you need someone um, to fill in for that length and that and, and that ability to, to, to switch the strength and things like that. And it was important because the Pacers are the best team in the NBA at getting into the paint. They're so good at in the paint. And, of course, Sabonis, their all-star, who I believe won uh, player of the week or player of the month. I'm not sure. He honestly deserved both. Um, he he has been feasting on the inside. If you watched any Pacers game, um, I mean, I, I don't really know why you would unless you're Joe Wolfon. But if you had watched a lot of, uh, of Pacers games, you would see that Sabonis is consistently doing damage on the inside. He is so much of what they do. And so the Raptors need to match their strength. And right away, in that first quarter, you know, I was thinking, how are the Raptors in this game? Because they're competing, they're scrapping, stuff like that. And some things weren't even going their way, but they were still in the game. And I just love the way the Raptors play defense tonight with a shorthanded squad. Guys had to play really hard. Guys had to step up. And honestly, why not, man? This is your job. You get a big opportunity at your job. What do you do? Do you take advantage of it? Do you just let it slide, right? 
And the Raptors, guys, tonight, you know, when they extended the rotation, guys got to come in. Guys like Utah played 21 minutes. DeAndre Bembry played 21 minutes. Stanley got to start 31. Baines played 17. That's more than his average. Um, you know, like, what do you do with that chance? And what the Raptors did with that chance was they took it and ran with it. I think defensively, right away, you could tell the Raptors had a strategy. They had a plan. They had a scheme. And the scheme the Raptors had was honestly pretty predictable in terms of if you watched a lot of Nick Nurse games. Um, because the key to a Nick Nurse defense, and maybe the key to any good defense, is to take away the number one option on the other side. And, of course, the number one option for the Pacers, especially with Oladipo traded and Karis LeVert, and, you know, really, really hope he's okay. Yeah, but he hasn't played because uh, when he was traded in the physical, they found a mass um, on his kidney, I believe. And so he hasn't played yet. Hopefully everything's okay there. But, you know, with those guys out, Sabonis is their go-to guy. And their other go-to guy is Malcolm Brogdon. Listen to these stat lines from these two guys. DeMontis Sabonis, all-star forward, all-star center, sorry, one of ten from the field for 10 points. He got eight free throws, largely off putbacks. It's hard to box this guy out. This guy's, I mean, he's huge. But one of 10 from the field. And Malcolm Brogdon, five of 22 from the field, including one of 10 from three. Some of that is affected. Some of that is just bad, bad shooting. But if you can hold your other two teams' players, top two players, to a combined six of 32 shooting, you will win the game. And the Raptors did that. And I think, first off, you got to give a lot of credit to the team defense, right? I think playing Miami right before playing Indiana really helped because they both have a, a very pivotal center who has the ball, plays pick and roll, plays out of the post, plays in multiple situations, who can handle, create, dish, um, you know, the, the player that's most similar to Bam offensively is probably Sabonis. Sabonis is, is a little bit more interior scoring than Bam. Bam, you know, a little bit more lob catching, stuff like that, but functionally speaking, as scoring like multi-faceted fives, um, those guys are very similar. And so the Raptors just played two games against Miami. They did a great game against Baines, or uh, great against Baines, uh, gr- two great efforts against Bam, against Miami, which by the way, the Raptors held Bam to 14 points both nights against Miami. Miami then plays Brooklyn and Bam goes off for like 42 points, okay? It's, 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 you know, turns out that, uh, Aaron Baines was, was not there, uh, for, uh, Brooklyn to, to stop Bam. But honestly, you gotta give Baines a ton of credit because he's really come around. He had a very nice game tonight. Probably his, I keep saying this, his best game as a Raptor because honestly, the bar was very low to start and now he's actually meeting his expectations. But Baines was able to, uh, match up with Sabonis' strength, um, early on. But it's also the, the two other forwards there, along with Baines. Because Baines only played 17 minutes. So it wasn't like he was on the floor for, for even like, you know, a th- he was on the floor for the third of the game. The other two-thirds, OJ Anobi, Stanley Johnson, Chris Boucher, guys like that really, really focused in and guarded. Guarded their asses off. And especially against Sabonis, that's the toughest one because it's a mismatch. Well, honestly, OG guarded Sabonis great. Uh, the matching of the strength, everything like that. Um, you know, similar to how OG has been used against Bam, while well, OG was deployed against Sabonis, and Sabonis didn't have a lot of advantages against OG. The only time you know OG um, maybe or Sabonis got free was when he got he switched on to other guys, Norm, Fred, guys like that, and he was able to push them under the rim and get offensive rebounds that way. And that's when the Raptors had to switch. They generally weren't trying to switch that much tonight. But OG in that primary assignment against Sabonis. Fantastic. Stanley occasionally getting in there. Fantastic. Boucher did his job as well. And especially with Boucher getting on the offensive glass, beating Sabonis down the floor. You know, um, Indiana is, aside from Sabonis, not that big of a team. 
Um, well, I guess they have Turner as well, but um, he doesn't really play as big, I feel like, especially offensively. But anyway, Boucher got in um, for a couple of uh, putbacks like that, but they did a good job. And of course, as with any uh, bit of post defense, you're going to have a healthy sprinkling of Fred Van Vliet digging into the post and helping. And I thought, you know, with guys like Bam, with guys like Sabonis, because they're such good handlers from the center position and they have such good passing vision, which is just natural talent, um, it's always tricky to, to to blitz those guys, to trap those guys, because all of a sudden you trap, they kick it out to a shooter, bam. It's like Justin Holiday hitting a three or, um, you know, Miles Turner hitting a three or Doug McDermott. God knows that Doug McDermott has killed the Raptors many times, dating back to his days with the Bulls. Um, but what the Raptors did tonight was they sent the kind of doubles that pushed the offensive player back. The defense was able to create an advantage by doubling. Normally, of course, sometimes you, if you don't double well enough, you don't double hard enough, if you double from the wrong spots, if you double at times where they expect it to double, the double to come, they will find the opening, right? And Sabonis is definitely a good enough passer to do that. I mean, this guy is a guy who can throw ten assists um, from the center position like Jokic. But um, what uh, the Raptors did, especially when Fred helps, Fred has such a good sense of timing and things like that where when the Raptors did help Sabonis was not able to throw the initial pass the guys had their hands up the pressure came the timing was perfect and it forced Sabonis to back up a little bit and to reset instead of kicking it out to an open shooter and that's totally different when you got to reset the offense then you got to set everything back up it's not like the Pacers had that many shot creators necessarily they need to reset and and that's a win for your defense especially when you're going down uh, when you're undersized against the initial assignment but that that it, I can't stress enough how difficult it is to find the right balance between helping and not overhelping. The Raptors struck it perfectly. I mean, Sabonis shot one of ten, and then the you know the other facet of Indiana's main offense is you have Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon running a lot of pick and roll together. Um, that and also you know uh, Miles Turner throwing in lucky threes, which honestly this guy was lights out in the fourth quarter. I couldn't believe it. Um, Thirteen points in the fourth, including a banked in three, unbelievable. Uh, but. The other main function of their half-court offense is Brogdon and Sabonis in the pick-and-roll. And those two guys are really good at running the pick-and-roll together. They have great chemistry. Um, you know, Brogdon can drive. Normally, he can shoot. Today, he couldn't shoot 1 of 10. But the Raptors also pressured him well. Sabonis is a really good screen setter. Um, really knows how to use his body to sort of shield away. That's one of the times that Brogdon did score. One of the rare times was Sabonis was able to roll and then seal his man and allow Brogdon to get to the, to the rim without help coming over because he was trapped behind Sabonis. Um, but the Raptors did a really good job guarding that pick-and-roll action, too. I think, one, they didn't overreact to Brogdon. They didn't come up too high in the, on defense, something like that. They, they kept a lot more of their guys back. If Brogdon wanted to shoot that pull-up three, he could. Now, the thing is, he's going to shoot better than one of ten from three. Uh, and honestly, he was 0-4 for most of the game until the fourth quarter where he hits one. It's like, okay, come on, man. But um, the Raptors pressured that... Uh, that, that shot really well. The Raptors did a really good job of getting into Brogdon, not allowing him to turn the corner on the on the pick and roll. Pressuring, sometimes switching if needed, especially if they had like-size assignments. Like, let's say Baines was off the floor. Then they could put a guy like Stanley on Brogdon. They could put a guy like um, uh, Utah on Brogdon. And, you know, if they run that pick and roll action, switch it. Fine. You have, a, you have, a, you have another bigger wing on some bonus afterwards, and then you can help, you know, switch off the ball, stuff like that. You can get out of that mismatch, but... They did a really good job guarding that pick and roll. No life, no space. Sprogdon, you know, ended up driving inside, forcing some shots because he kind of needs to, to to spark the Pacers' offense. Also, he has a little bit of tunnel vision. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had him on my fantasy team last year. I watched a lot of Brogdon. You know, he, he, his passing is not necessarily his, his biggest facet. 
Um, and he is a good driver, Brogdon is. He, he's big um, for, for a point guard. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, uh, he's strong as well. But the Raptors did a really good job of pressuring his shots. And, and when the help came at the rim, it was on time. It was it was there. And the Raptors were able to collect the rebound most times. So that right there is why the Raptors won. Defensively, the Raptors held Sabonis to, and Brogdon to 6 of 32 shooting. But I think the Raptors also needed to get enough offensive contribution. That's a bigger question than how the Raptors are going to cope defensively was offensively. You don't have Kyle. You don't have uh, Pascal. Those are your two main shot creators especially in the half-court setting. So what did they do tonight? Well, they basically said, OG, you're Pascal Siakam tonight. And honestly, OG gave a better Pascal performance than most of all Pascal's performances this year. The passing wasn't fully there, but, I mean, honestly, who was OG going to pass to? He had 30 points. Don't pass. Keep keep shooting. And OG was phenomenal. Phenomenal tonight. Um, one of his best games as a Raptor. He was asked about it after the game. He couldn't really answer because that's kind of a random question to ask. Um, but, yeah, OG was awesome 30 points in 40 minutes and so so impressive in the half court because the Raptors needed someone to score and someone to shoot and OJ Anobi had 16 shot attempts he got himself open for three six attempts tonight four six from three he, he's shot over 50 percent from three for the last like seven games in a row now it's unbelievable he's he's shooting above 60 percent from three at over six attempts per game from the last like six games, it's 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 great to see what OG's doing from three. But more impressively, it's the stuff that he did in in terms of creating shots for himself. So one thing that was a little strange for this game was that OG was driving a lot at a guy like Sabonis, and you would think, is that wise? You know, OG's like six eight. Sabonis is a legit seven footer. Uh, he's strong too. He's a good defender, disciplined. Why is OG driving so much at Sabonis? Or why did that seem like a set uh, strategy that Raptors wanted to do? Well, first off, OG's really strong. Like, it's it's almost freakish how strong he is. Because he had a one possession against Sabonis. He had Sabonis. He was pulsing him up. He threw his shoulder into a center who's like four inches taller than him. And pushed Sabonis back. And OG was able to create that separation to go in for a layup. It's actually amazing. I, I counted four times where OG drove at Sabonis. All four times he scored. One time he got two free throws um, off a crossover on the perimeter. Sabonis um, reached in, fouled him. OG got to the free throw line, two free throws. But it, the strength, the finishing side against Sabonis, I mean, it's, that's not easy. All right? Like, that's not easy. That's not regular for a small four to be posing up a center and, and, and scoring that way. But, you know, I think it's almost kind of like a... A weird inverse relationship with OG's uh, post game versus the kind of size of defenders that he was on. Because I kind of saw this in the in, in the um, in the Dallas game as well. OG was driving on Willie Cauley Stein, and Willie uh, and OG was able to use his shoulder, put it into Willie Cauley Stein's chest. And even though Cauley Stein is seven footer, OG is shorter. OG is able to get separation against the layup. And I asked OG about this after the game. I was like, you know, is it almost refreshing to go up against bigs instead of wings? Because wings, especially smaller small forwards and uh, assorted guards, when they guard OG, those guys just flop. Those guys just flop. And OG himself said, yeah, there's a lot of flopping going on with guards. And OG almost prefers to go against bigger players because he can use his strength. And let's be real. If a center flops, I mean, come on. No one's going to buy that, right? But whereas it looks more believable if OG is at 6'8", posting up like a small guard and the small guard flops, right? But And I think OG, honestly, that strength around the basket is probably his best asset to create that separation. 
But OG was fantastic tonight. Um, and going against the bonus, even getting offensive rebounds, getting fouled, you know, a couple of really, really clutch free throws for OG. And which, by the way, is, is not necessarily um, something you ne- would necessarily expect. I don't think OG's a bad free throw shooter necessarily. But at the same time, OG for his career from the free throw line, 66%. Um, as a rookie, 63%. As a sophomore, 58%. Um, 70% last year and now 73% this year and climbing. Uh, the fact that he shot 8 of 10 from the free throw line, including many f- key free throws down the stretch, was very important. But OG was just creating. He was in his space. He was in his zone. And the hustle and everything like that was amazing. Like, he would, you know, he's like every single game I watch, OG's drunk, jumping out of bounds to save a ball and, and contesting for rebounds. And um, five steals in the first half. Five steals and a half? Like, do you know how hard that is to do? But um, OG was awesome tonight. And every single facet clutch baskets, early baskets, threes, drives. Um, you know, and then of course defensively going up against Sabonis and stuff like that. I mean, this guy just went up against Bam. So for him to go up against Bam and Sabonis, and OG held his own defensively at center against both those two guys. I mean, you know that 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 right there tells you the kind of potential OG has if he played center, because OG outplayed both Bam and Sabonis them back to back games, and that's unbelievable. Um, and OG's talent it continues to show again. OG, still a very young player, um, 23 years old still. I know he's this is already his fourth season with the Raptors, but he's 23 years old, man. This guy's got crazy potential, and he keeps showing it right now. And again, the power game, the slashing game, the the, the threes, the the defense, it's uh it's very very promising. He's definitely leveling up. Um, but honestly, a solid game all around because I really want to show a lot of love to a lot of players who played, and I've already talked for like 17 minutes so um first off i thought norm really good in, in the start obviously when norm starts he, he plays well but thought he moved the ball well um six assists tonight that's honestly might be more than his season total um it, it definitely is a career high for norm uh but also 20 points for norm the shooting percentage 7 of 18 not great but honestly you know the some of the guys had to take some extra shots and Norm took good shots. I, I agreed with all eighteen shots Norm takes, which usually doesn't happen. But he got inside, he, he he really put pressure on the defense, a couple of possessions where guys were kind of guarding him straight up, and Norm would just use his strength and get past the defense, get his shoulder past two huge strides and then dunk. Right? And and you know, that's the kind of power game from Norm that you you you, you rarely see from a guard in that position, and that's why he draws some like ridiculous comparisons quite frankly to guys like um Dwayne Wade for example I remember that used to be one of the early ones he used to get um obviously he's not Dwayne Wade but you know that kind of strength to drive as a smaller guard and 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 finish um is impressive from Norm I thought he was very forceful going to the basket made a late cut there um the only thing he missed some free throws but four of seven from the from the free throw line I mean obviously he's a good free throw shooter he'll make more of those but I like the way Norm played tonight he had to provide offense and provided that offense for the Raptors um I thought Baines was very solid in his role. 12 points tonight for Baines, which is great because, look, the Pacers weren't guarding him. <laughs> and I thought the Raptors kind of f- almost had to figure out how to use Baines because Fred and Baines have just no chemistry coming into this game. Okay, none. I don't even remember one sequence where the two of them, you know, combined to, to create something. Maybe Baines screened for Fred and Fred scored. I don't, it's not quite chemistry in terms of pick and roll and stuff like that, right? Um, but today, Baines. I remember one sequence in the third quarter where Fred Van Leet ran a pick and roll with Baines. Two guys came to Fred, trapping, stuff like that. You know, uh, Nate Bjorgren copying the Nick Nurse playbook, as, as Fred said, uh, boxing ones, triangle and twos against against Fred. Uh, real adorable that Nate is, uh, 
you know, obviously nurses understudy. But um, first time, Baines and, and Fred run a pick and roll in the third quarter. Uh, Baines ends up popping to rolling kind of to the, 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 the mid-range area. And I don't think he really quite got his, a good shot off. And the Raptors had the resense about that. Then the next time down, they run the same play, same area of the floor, Baines and Fred. This time Baines pops, but doesn't just pop to the three-point line, but he pops almost also wide of the play. So he's almost he screens, and then he almost just moves horizontally while Fred is trying to obviously get laterally down towards the rim. And um, uh, and and this time Baines was able to get the separation for the three. He had two threes tonight, two of two from three. Uh, ran the floor early for a dunk uh, in transition. Has cut another cut for a dunk, and and physically he he, he held up well against Sabonis. Uh, got up for a block. Um, you know he got a, a bit of that sneaky hop kind of stuff in terms of getting the blocks. And honestly, man, um, he was good. He was good. And if Baines can come around, that's that's huge because that's been the biggest weakness for the Raptors is their production from the center spot, especially the starting center spot. Baines with twelve points, seven rebounds, and assists tonight, a block. No complaints whatsoever. Thought Stanley played his role well. Um, he, obviously, he has to create more offense. He hit a corner three, but his foot was on the line, so that was a race. That's unfortunate. And he only shot one of six from the field. I believe it was a driving uh, push shot for for Stanley, and he split a pair of free throws. But I really liked the way he played tonight. Defensively, him and OG together have been really good this season. And the two of them being able to switch, being able to match up, same strengths, um, literally, defensively. Um, the versatility there is is awesome. Obviously, Stanley, you can feel comfortable with him guarding all five positions. And um, it's the assists. It's the playmaking. The fact that Stanley Johnson has that ball handling ability, A, because, you know, uh, the other team, especially TJ McConnell, was really pressing up on, you know, Malachi Flynn or Fred Van Vliet. That's taking a lot of energy out of these guys to be even just bring the ball up. To have Stanley there as an alternate ball handler who you can, you know, at least bring the ball up that's it's, it sounds ridiculously you know minuscule it's not honestly it was very useful to have stanley as another ball handler and part of the reason why the raptors value having these ball handlers is because they have so many guards who are their scorers so they need someone else to literally handle while those guys try to operate off ball especially fred so so stanley did a really good job of that distributing his playmaking was quite good as we saw against miami zone in the second half uh, in the fourth quarter of that game stanley had three assists against the heat's zone uh, and uh, that was great tonight. He had four assists, but I thought honestly his best pass was not even an assist for him. Or Stanley in the fourth quarter, it's in a tight moment. The game's close. Stanley drives hard down the the lane of the the, the teeth of the defense, you know. Um, and the Pacers kind of uh, he drew a crowd. He kicked it to the corner to Norm. The, the help flew out at Norm. Norm swung the ball to OG, and OG hit the three wide open. No defense was there to contest, and um, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, Stanley still has to figure it out a little bit when to use his speed and when not to, but um, he can get, he can get really fast with the ball as a small forward and that size, and he has the ability to throw some decent passes, and um, I think it's obviously sort of a controlled chaos situation. You want to cut down on the turnovers. Three, four assists against three turnovers is not great, although one of those was just him stepping out of bounds. It's not really, you know, whatever, but... Um, I like the way Stanley played, and of course defensively, quite good. Because in the in the final possession there, um, the, you know the the Pacers wanted to get a quick two two Sabonis down three points with a timeout left, and uh, they got the ball to Sabonis on the inside. Chris Boucher got the block against Sabonis trying to go inside. Then Sabonis collects offensive rebounds, goes back up. Stanley Johnson gets the block, and Fred Beverly collects the loose ball. Game over. And Stanley has just had this reputation for making clutch plays. I mean, look, even if Sabonis made the layup, it's not a big deal. Raptors probably inbound, you know, foul, probably extend the lead to three again, and the Pacers have a short clock. 
But Stanley has made huge defensive plays. And listen, Nick continues to trust Stanley in crunch time moments because he didn't just start him today. He finished the game with him tonight. And he played a large portion of the fourth quarter. So he was good. Norm was good. Fred was really solid. I know you might look at the stat line and say, oh, man, come on, 6 of 15, like shooting percentage, blah, blah, blah. Man, watch this game. Fred played amazing. First off, the defense on Brogdon, unbelievable. One thing with Fred, such a smart cerebral guy. So if he's going to play a playoff series against a guy like he did against Steph, well, he knows how to guard Steph moving forward. That, that shit stays with him. He knows the, he knows the game plan. And he, he's, he takes that. The more experience he gets against the guy, the better he's going to do. Right? Last year, he played Dame Lillard really well. This year, he played Dame Lillard really well. And now, Brogdon, which, of course, uh, Fred played in the, in the, in the conference finals. Uh, and, and this guy had Brogdon on, on lock. I mean, we'll see what happens next game. I think Brogdon will have a better game uh, than just 5-22. But honestly, Fred was just in this guy's jersey all game. And, of course, Fred with the help defense as well in the post. Uh, but offensively, too, obviously you need a guy to generate. And I thought one of the biggest shots of the game came in the fourth quarter where to end the third quarter, the Raptors went to an all-bench lineup. Terrible. Just terrible. They Given an 8 nothing run, the Raptors have another problem closing quarters, right? And so much times the Raptors have a good game. They're in control, double-digit lead. They give up a quick run. All of a sudden their lead disappears and the other team has momentum. And... Um, you know, this time, you know, the Raptors allowed the Pacers to tie. They allowed them to get a one-point lead. And all of a sudden, the Raptors punch back with a run of their own to take an eight-point lead. You know, uh, Fred gets a three uh, off a nice cross-court pass. Norm gets a th- uh, inside for a layup. And then Fred, again, comes down the floor. And maybe like three seconds into the shot clock, I swear. But Fred immediately jacks up a three. What I would term a Kyle Lowry FU three. Uh, and the Pacers had to call timeout. The Raptors had an eight-point lead. And the Raptors still had to close the game afterwards. They saw some struggles, but Fred did everything you needed from the, from the Raptors tonight for him to lead this team, and he was awesome. I thought Boucher was pr- productive off the bench. You know, I think there's, there's still some times where defensively he gets exploited in terms of, like, Jeremy Lamb just driving straight through him, which, as a center, you can't really let a guy drive straight through you, man. But the um, Boucher contributes elsewhere. I mean, he got on the offensive glass. He hit some threes. Um... You know, it got a steal. Of course, two blocks, the, the clutch block on Sabonis as well. Boucher continues to be productive, fantastic. Um, and I, I liked his energy tonight. Uh, Terrence Davis came in for three minutes, committed a foul, threw a weak pass on the perimeter, lazy, easy pass to be picked off. Some um, Drew Brees activity, although I, I don't really want to make NFL references. That's like the only game I've seen in like four years. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those limp passes. And, again, as a point guard, you can't make these kind of decisions. So he gets benched after three minutes. Nick Nurse goes to DeAndre Bembry. And Bembry ends up playing 21 minutes. And I didn't really notice Bembry, but that's great. Because if I don't notice a bench player, I will take it at this point, man. Because all TD does comes is come in and make silly decisions. Like, I don't know what else to say. The other game, five fouls in 12 minutes, you know, in, against the Hornets. And then the next game, five turnovers against the Heat. You know, like in, in, in short minutes, like, yes, he can score. And he could definitely score a lot better than Bembry. And the Raptors definitely could use some bench scoring. But damn, like, what are you doing? Like, these 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 choices are just are just poor, period. And so you got benched. Bembry came in. He did a solid job. Basically, the McCall role defended well as well. Also, a pretty good defense on the ball. Um, and then Watanabe came in. And he was very, very solid. Um, you know, he only shot one of seven from the field. I think he's getting really good shots. And I like all the shots that he's taking, and I know he can make them because they're like short in between push shots where he's driving and he's open, 
or open threes, and sometimes he's missing those. He had a corner three that he missed that was wide open, and I felt bad for him. But this guy is just working hard, man. Um, I don't like to perpetuate stereotypes, so I'm not going to. But I think people know the stereotype. But, I mean, no, but seriously, though, honestly, Utah is, is such a hard worker. And him and Stanley Johnson all season, every single time they come in, the intensity of the game changes because those two guys are just working so hard, especially defensively. And Utah was great tonight. Um, three, I know the three points is not there, but the six rebounds. This guy's contesting for every single rebound, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, the playmaking is there, too. He makes good decisions on the ball, on the catch. Honestly, he could take more shots, but, you know, seven tonight, I had really no complaints. Got a great block at the rim, two blocks, a steal as well. The activity. And Nick also made a great adjustment because he put um, – Utah, and then later on, I believe Stanley, more at the top of the floor to, to guard against that middle pick and roll. Um, just to have some more length, some more size at the top of the floor, you know, did not cut off some of those passing angles with more of his length. And, and Utah was great. I mean, this, this guy said after the game that he was exhausted. And I'm like, yeah, I know, man. It's exhausting just watching you, man. You're working really hard out there. So great win, great hustle, great effort, great defense. And, of course, I can't already didn't shout this out, but Fred Van Vliet, man, with the clutch stop because the Raptors were down one or up one with like 30 some seconds left. The Pacers had the ball eight seconds inbounding from their own baseline. Uh, they tried to run some other offense. It was the first option was not to Brogdon. At least I didn't see it that way. Raptors did a really good job denying all the other pieces off the board and they threw it out to Brogdon out top. ISO against Fred and Fred gets him to turn. And then strips him, held, holds on to the ball. I mean, Fred's got some of the strongest hands in the league. I don't know how you really measure hand strength, but it's got to be Fred and, and Kawhi, honestly, the two of them. I, they, they shook each other's hands. Like, I don't know, man. It, 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 like, like metal fusion might happen. Like, that much pressure might happen there. But, um, but yeah, Fred, uh, you know, stops Brogdon entirely, uh, forces a shot clock violation. Such a, such a clutch stop. And, again, you know. Anytime I can bring up the 2019 playoff run, I will because, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what happened there. So, um, yeah, great win. Again, without Kyle, without Pascal, great defense. The Raptors held the Pacers 102 points, uh, f- you know, only 40 points in the paint for the Pacers. Raptors actually almost played them even there, which is unthinkable without Pascal and Kyle. And, of course, them having some bonus. Um, and, yeah, some clutch defense. And, honestly, the Raptors would have had a double-digit win if it were not for uh, – Turner, who hit a, a few very lucky shots. Um, I mean, good for him, honestly. Good for him. 13 points in the fourth quarter, including a banked in three and then another three right up over OG, which was not easy. And he, and he got inside for a dunk, stuff like that. That's that's fine. But um, he and then TJ McConnell, who honestly gave the Raptors tons of fits. His his seven assists off the bench were huge. Uh, and he, he willed the Pacers back into the game in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter. Um, he was he even he even scored on Fred a few times, which he used a spin move to score, score on Fred. I was like, damn, this this guy really thinks he's Pascal, but uh, he had a great game. But yeah, the Raptors, you know, made more clutch plays. They got the win, and this is great, man. It's a great feeling. It's a great win. Guys stepping up again. This is a twenty twenty. Never underestimate the heart of a champion type win. So in terms of your three stars, OGN and Obi, obviously the first star, thirty points, eight rebounds, assist. Five steals, a block, nine of 16 from the field, four of six from three, eight of 10 from the free throw line. Um, guarded all five positions, but especially guarded Sabonis. Did a really great job. The scoring, the creating. This guy's leveling up, man. He's he's really, really playing well tonight. And, yeah, one of his best games of the Raptor. Um, second star, I'm going to give that to Fred. 
21 points in 41 minutes, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, a block, forcing Brogdon. I mean, Brogdon five of 22. I mean, that's 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 that that alone that should be on Fred's box score. Is that Brogdon shot five of 22? Um, but yeah, Fred did such a good job defensively, man. Especially that clutch stop against Brogdon. Um, some big big shots. Uh, ran the team well, I thought, you know, handled the pressure, you know, difficult situation without some of your main playmakers. Fred stepped up tonight and really delivered on both ends. And then your third star, you know, can go a lot of places with this. Um, I think Baines has a real shout for it. I, think, I don't think he's gotten one yet, but he, he, this is as close as he's going to get to one, uh, at least so far in the season. I thought Utah did a really good job defensively off the bench as well. He's in contention there. Um, and Stanley, too, as well. But I'm going to give it to Norm, man. Norm, 20 points, two rebounds, six assists. Listen, it, whenever Norm has six assists, which is never, uh, you got to give him a star because he he did a really good job. He had to step up with a lot of the play creation. And he did a good job of it, honestly, man. I love the force that he plays with at the basket. Um, and, yeah, you know, he, he was decent defensively, too. Every time Norm starts, he's productive. So 20-6 and six for Norm, he gets a third start. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, tough one here between um, Turner, who had 25 and six blocks. This guy was just blocking everything. Raptors were forcing shots on the inside. Norm, as well, and, and Turner was just blocking everything. He's leading the NBA. It's four blocks per game. This guy's like prime Hakeem at the moment. Um, I, I don't know. What would I know about prime Hakeem? I wasn't even born when he played, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I got to give it to TJ McConnell, man. This guy, Senator McConnell, has to be stopped. This guy was wrecking... Havoc on the Raptors, man. 8.7 assists, 2 rebounds, 2 steals. Uh, he's, you know, the, the the league leader in backcourt steals, as uh, Zach Lowe um, talked about. Honestly, he, he picked Fred and got for a layup, which is rare. It was what Fred usually does to other people. And TJ was really the big spark plug to give the, the Pacers to come back. So the Raptors got to do a better job against um, him next game. Maybe send less help because he's definitely looking to pass rather than to score. But uh, he's just a good player, man. And, um, yeah, you know. He uh, almost gave Indiana the win tonight, but the Raptors came through. Raptors are now seven and nine. They're five and one, I think. After, um, yeah, they're they're five and one in the last six games. That's pretty good. And and the two losses before that, they were by one point. And of course, there was a Sacramento one before that. So the Raptors have really flipped the script on their season so far. We'll see if they can maintain it. There's still so many aspects of the team that I'm still unsure about. But honestly, man, these are games where. Um, you know, you got to reevaluate sometimes. And if OG is going to play like this, if Baines can get ready and, 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 and consistent, if Norm can keep producing, I don't know what it will take for him to do this off the bench, but if he could do this off the bench, Boucher's here. You got def- defenders and Stanley and Utah. Fred's obviously a great player. Kyle and Pascal are great players. Like, you could do something with this club, man. And, and you know, the Raptors are, I mean, they're, they're doing some stuff of late. So I'm uh, looking to see if that improves. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Great win. Enjoy your Sundays. Enjoy your Monday commute or whatever you're listening to this. I really appreciate it. Uh, Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Shout out to all the YouTube subscribers and and watchers there. And, yeah, great win. All right, let's go. Raptors got a back-to-back tomorrow against Indiana. It's going to be very hard to beat a team two games in a row. But um, if they give this kind of effort, honestly, they got a really great chance. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow. Peace. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.